Hello there. Um, welcome to everyone who, um, you know, and, and my mum that, that watches this and who listens to this, of course. Um, and um, just to say this week that we have got, uh, we're doing a theme of, uh, we're calling it Sign of the Times. This is actually Ralph's suggestions, which I think is a brilliant suggestion, um, given the, you know, stuff that's been going on um, over the last week. So, um, so really... The reason why it's called Sign of the Times is because um, there are a number of developments that have been going on because of the way um, certain you know, markets are developing, um, energy prices, energy supply, um, and you know, various sort of consumer behaviours are at a point of change. So I thought it was very interesting um, from, from Ralph to, to do that. You will also, um, viewers, regular viewers of this, will notice that Ralph has actually um, actually uh, lost uh, about a foot in height uh, in terms of he is further down the screen. Um, I'm told this is, this is, I believe this is just chair height um, or the angle of his computer. But anyway, let's carry on. Um, and there you go. Oh, no, there we go. There we go. Good. Um, right. So good stuff. Um, right. So let's um, kick off with the first um, with the first thing, which is um, basically this week we we saw that um, Russia cut um, gas supplies to Europe because of apparently maintenance. Um, um, and um, uh, and anyway, shortly after that, Germany said um, that it was it was preparing its citizens um, to it told them to you know they wanted them to cut consumption um, and yeah again sign of the times what's going to happen um, we you know um, we we think that of course we're in the summer now but this is a sign that of things to come so Ralph what do you reckon about all this well no indeed I mean this is what I when I saw that news that Russia was cutting a gas supply to Europe <laughs> for maintenance reasons yeah. I thought oh, well, first of all this is what we all thought yeah right yeah. maintenance yeah. sure yeah. Um, no but the word rationing was uh, the word which triggered me <laughs> so mm. to speak to use a new word which yeah. people are using these days um, and obviously I do believe this is the sign of things to come yeah. uh, if the Ukraine Russian war or the invasion I should call it an invasion yeah. is going to last for several more months then very clearly as we roll into winter people are going to feel the pinch uh, yeah. in, in, in their income yeah. all the more severely and obviously you can only do two things you, you, your, your household is a bit like a company you can only do two things in order to protect your bottom line one is to increase revenues which is sort of yeah. not really going to happen because you can't really increase your salary or your wage uh, mm -hmm. unless the company does so and then obviously the only thing you can do is to cut expenses use less mm -hmm. stuff now this is a, a sort of sensible thing which which i'm sure we all are going to do and we all looking at um, opportunities of how to do this already but the key thing here is that the german government was actually asking people to use less gas use less energy mm. as already now we 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 we're barely into summer or we're getting into the height of the summer so already now people are being asked to use less gas uh, in uh, in an anticipation of what is going to happen. Because clearly, I mean, Germany is the biggest example here because they're using 40%, as we now know, everybody knows this now, 40% of German uh, energy imports is basically Russian, gas and oil. And mm. 
I think this is something which uh, is also going to happen in other countries, perhaps mm -hmm. less so in the UK because we're only using 4%, but obviously we are dependent on the global energy market just like other people. And mm -hmm. I think we are going to see more of this. We're going to see more government appeals to um, citizens of a country to use mm -hmm. less gas and to, ra to, to, to ratio it. And just mm -hmm. a final, the, word on this the reason that it it sort of i i sat up when i saw that was the word ratioing i mean that mm. does remind you of um of less rosy times i mean yes, we weren't course, alive yeah. then i mean we yeah. may be very old yeah. but even yeah. even we, even not, even we weren't alive yeah <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Precisely. but yeah. but obviously we've all studied uh, some history at school etc mm. and re read books and it was precisely of course the specter of energy mm. rationing food rationing which is mm. uh, the um uh the specter of the second world war uh, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to raise an idea that we're going to go into a second world war again but mm. we are going to go into a situation where we're going to need to ratio use less energy and mm. uh, and being asked by governments to do so so yeah. that's going to come it'll be interesting because i mean i don't know how um, I wonder how it's going to work. I mean, are they going to, um, I suppose there are different options, aren't there? I mean, the easiest thing is to ask companies, especially energy intensive companies to perhaps to lower production or limit hours or something like that. Um, but I guess with private citizens, not really sure what you can do. I mean, you know, can you just turn well, stuff I think... off? I mean, yeah, you can turn stuff off. I mean, it's it's interesting that we, we because we <laughs> we've already done this in our household mm. because in anticipation of electricity bills rising, well, anticipation mm. they're already rising, but they're going to rise again in October. Yeah, we've gone through our house here and we've just tried to understand where the electricity usages are, and it is mm. actually quite interesting. You can switch a lot of stuff off. Mm. Just to give you one example, which uh, we have here, which other people may or may not have. We have this sort of latent heating of our pipes, mm. uh, mm -hmm. which uses electricity. And mm -hmm. the only reason for that is that you get hot water pretty much immediately from the tap. You don't have to wait. Mm. But mm. we switch that off. Uh, now mm. we have to wait a little bit for the water to heat. Mm. But mm. we are using less electricity mm. from that particular one source and mm. uh, we identified four or five other ones of this nature and we've mm. managed to reduce our bill a little bit mm. and and there are other ways in which this can be done but obviously <laughs> well it's it's finite isn't it you can only mm. reduce so much electricity usage you can mm. you re reduce it by some amount but obviously mm. there's going to be a limit to this and so the sign of the times yeah we, we're going to be asked to do this people are going to look for ways to do it they will find ways but then at some point mm. you're going to arrive with your back against the wall and then you're thinking mm. well what am i going to do now and, mm. and mm. so then we have to look for more inventive solutions on a larger industrial scale mm. and so yeah i i think unfortunately yes. that's where where we're going to be headed well, Ralph, you'll be glad to know that, you know, I always find you um, inspirational, uh, generally. Oh, God. You've oh, just dear. inspired an don't amazing... Don't go out, Matt, do you? <laughs> no, I don't, no, I really don't. Um, I and the, the last time I went out was with you. Um, oh, so, but, um, but anyway, um, no, now, 
this this is a great idea, and I hope that everyone who's watching this or listening to this is sitting down. This is an absolute corker of an idea. So, Peloton, not doing very well at the moment, right? What they need to do is they need to invent some kind of power converter that they can put <laughs> on their bikes that will generate electricity for households. This will be... Um, you know they can they can talk about this they can they can bur- burnish their environmental credentials they can encourage people to exercise for energy that i mean i'm doing it already the the this is this is all the slogans they can have it for free right exercise for energy right you could do that you can power your lights you can power your cooker you can just imagine you're thinking i would like that delicious pasta dish perhaps later on and you you could be pedaling furiously while your partner is monitoring the progress of the pasta on the cooker and you just have to sort of sprint up that hill uh, a little bit longer just to make sure the pasta is in fact al dente um so you know so i think i think you know if peloton is listening um i think that that is something that they need to do um as a matter of urgency to save the company i love but it. there you go so you see I love the thing it. is, is that you, like i say you do inspire uh you do inspire me ralph and that that's uh that's that's what i think well anyway you could peloton they, they could call it energize yourself or they can call it an energized yeah. bike isn't that great uh, you, you could you could power there your car go. battery from it <laughs> or something it would be quite something it would be quite something, wouldn't it, if you could do that? That'd be amazing. Inspirational anyway, idea. Um, right, yeah. So, awesome. Yeah, there we go. So, um, so anyway, we're always thinking of, always thinking of, uh, you know, the next thing, next big thing, and this. Um, right, okay. So the thing is, yeah, that is that's going on. That's probably it's not going to be just Germany. It's going to be across Europe, um, especially. It's going to be it's going to be everyone. So, I think that we are going to be in for um, a summer of. Maybe the last hurrah, perhaps, um, and then possibly as um, uh, you know, colder weather comes in, that's when we're going to start seeing things, you know, uh, more yeah, the chat turning more serious. Uh, and I, I think in the UK, for instance, um, that's when that um, um, kind of not fuel subsidy, but you know, you're going to get something. I think is in October, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. which is going to help with, with bills. Um, but anyway, for the moment, for the next few months, I would imagine that you know, it's not this, you know, there's going to be a lot going on in the background, but it only start getting serious in September, October time. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the next thing um, we wanted to talk about um, something that Ralph has got a, a garage full of, um, and that's Ferraris, of course. Um, and uh, actually, you don't. You don't. You, you I, have I'm driven not, supercars, though. Which I am more not than going I have. to come on this show anymore. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's just like it's just this this mental <laughs> torture. Um, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, no. So it's quite interesting this week to see that Ferrari. They um, well, first of all, they they announced their Puro Sangue, which is their um, their new upcoming um, SUV. I think that they've even called it, they don't even call it SUV, I think they call it an FUV, the um, uh, Ferrari utility vehicle, because of course calling it a mere SUV is not enough. But anyway, I think that they, so they got, they announced that, but they've announced also their, um, they put forward their, you know, detailed their plans for the future in terms of um, electrifying their uh, 
um, their uh, their car lineup. Um, notably, by 2030, 20% uh, only 20% of their cars are going to be powered, um, you know, by uh, internal combustion engine. The others are going to be a mix of 100% electric or um, hybrid. Uh, now, I personally think that um, Ferraris, the 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 uh, uh, from from a purely theoretical point of view, because I've never driven one, um, I have been on a on a bicycle. This is, this is shows the real contrast. I've been on a bicycle when one went screamed past me, and I remember thinking, "Wow!" Well, first of all. I was thinking, I'm glad I stayed on the bike. That's number one. But shortly followed by, wow, that sounds amazing. Mm. Um, you know, when you hear the Ferrari screaming, I mean, it's just a fantastic uh, thing. Um, anyway, I think that with, with um, a lot of supercars, um, uh, you know, like Ferraris, part of the uh, part of the joy um, is the sound that they make um, when you when you drive them um, I think it's quite amusing how for instance with the Porsche um, uh, they've got Porsche Taycan where you have an option an extra extra option um, that you can get along with your uh, cup holders etc is uh, is a speaker that is behind your the driver's ear um, which which has a sound that sounds like a to be fair it sounds like a spaceship um, which sounds very cool but all that is is just a false sound so when you're accelerating you can hear a, a louder whooshing sound and the problem is with with something like that is although it's appealing to your you know your desire for a sound uh, a satisfying sound I would I would have thought myself that if I was in that situation, and of course I would have that option if I was in that position, but every time I press down, I'd be thinking, it's not the same, is it? It's almost like having the passenger sat next to you making vroom vroom noises. Well, um, indeed, accelerates. But what can do you I, think? Can I just, well? Yeah, what can I just say on this? I mean, basically, when I was uh, when I was six years old, um, to maybe. 10 or 12 yeah. i had a go-kart excellent well, guess what i did when i was driving the go-kart i was going vroom, vroom, <laughs> yeah. vroom, you know yeah well now 40 years later or whatever mm. i mm. and others maybe 50 years old or whatever yeah. sitting in a porsche having yeah. the sounds generated for you i think that's a re, 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 you, you, re, you're sort of regressing back to the state of yeah, mind yeah. when you were 12 years old so yeah. i'm so predicting the um uh, well longevity of that particular product feature to be quite yeah. uh, quite quite short yeah but yeah. moving on to what we were thinking is of interest here is, is, is again, it's a sign of the times. I really, mm. I really think that mm. it may be a story which isn't, which is a bit um, um, marginal. Mm. But I think that when Ferrari is announcing that only 20%, let's put this the other way around, that 80% of their cars by 2030, new production cars, are going to be electric vehicles, then mm. you know that the, the world of petrol combustion engine driven cars is over. Mm. That's it. Because mm. as you said, Peter, I mean, Ferrari 
is more than just a car. It mm. trades on this entire kudos of mm. race history uh, going back a hundred years. Enzo Ferrari, it, when he was a, alive, was yeah. a rock star in Modeno. Yeah. I mean, you, he, yeah. he apparently couldn't actually leave the house without people camping out in front of his house, trying wow. to catch a glimpse of him. Ferrari yeah. is an Italian icon. Yeah. yeah. And when you step into the car, everything around you is racing history you have a little yeah. silver plaque on the on the dashboard yeah. which uh which 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 says uh, ferrari um uh, for formula one uh, world champion yeah and, and then it it gives you the number of years etc and when you drive the car, yeah, absolutely, you have the engine sound. This, this is the thing. It's not just the engine sound. It's also the fact mm. that when it decelerates, the petrol uh, fumes in the exhaust mm. uh, explode. Now, this mm. is not specific to Ferrari. This happens in other supercars as well, I'm told. But mm. um... <laughs> I love the way you say, <laughs> I'm so I'm told. Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Um... The point here is that it is an entire sort of like almost it's like an ecosystem of sensations when you drive mm. a Ferrari and one integral part of it is the engine sound. Mm. Once that goes, you are in a different world. And if mm. Ferrari and uh, the, the people who know this, of course, best are the managers and the engineers of Ferrari. So Ferrari mm. to announce this to me is the biggest sign I've seen yet that the era of uh, combustion engines is gone. Mm. It is it hasn't ended yet, but it is gone. In 50 mm. years' time, I think there's going to be people who drive combustion cars, combustion, combustion engines. Combustion cars. That yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Am I, am I going to burst into flame on the, on the M1? <laughs> Mind you, though, some people already have that, don't they? Um, apparently, with some of the electric vehicles, uh, uh, lit dodgy lithium-ion batteries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's going to be a transition period. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, so, so, so I think that's definitely a sign of the times. That mm. that, that is where we are all going to be headed uh, if, 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 if supercar, uh, an iconic supercar manufacturer basically says that by 2030, 80% of our cars are mm. going to be um, are going to be electric vehicles, and I don't yeah. think you're going to get a, a, a recorded sound feature as a as an option where the no, driver ab- goes. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny actually if you could get the sound option? Would be someone actually doing room room noises just to you know for that full experience. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, like an inflatable passenger who comes up. Yeah. And then, I mean, in, yeah, instead of an airbag, you get an inflatable passenger. Um, anyway, and the reason and the yeah. reason that we are not engineers working for Ferrari is <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, no, no, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Okay, uh, right, okay. So, uh, next thing, next uh, topic of discussion. So, we're moving over to retail. So, retail. Uh, it was, yes, yeah, retail. So, it's really interesting um, this week. There was there were quite a lot of there's quite a lot of news flow on groceries, food prices, uh, basically everything going up. Um, and Sainsbury's made a big thing about um, announcing more price matches with more products um, and Aldi. I mean, it's always Aldi, never Lidl. It's quite funny, but uh, but anyway. So with Sainsbury's, because of course Lidl is you know a, a premium. Of course, by the way, I've got nothing against Lidl. 
excellent bakery, uh, like the Middle Isle, etc. But I'm just saying that it seems to be it's always Aldi that's picked on. Uh, anyway, um, Sainsbury's um, are, are picked picked on, and, and and I guess this is all part of them wanting to you know hang on to um, to their own customers and to stop them from defecting en masse to to uh, go to Aldi stores. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the thing is, I mean, I think that you can only price match so for so long. Um, after a while, if these raw material prices and things continue to rise, you're going to have to do much more unpleasant things, which is basically starting mm-hmm. to cut costs by cutting jobs and things. But what, what do you reckon of this, Ralph? No, absolutely. I think it's another sign um, because, well, clearly if you're a corporation, there are only two ways, uh, two broad ways uh, or, or strategies to, to increase uh, profits. Mm-hmm. One is to increase revenues yeah. and at the same time make sure that your expense base doesn't actually increase proportionately. Mm-hmm. And the second one is if you cannot increase revenues, well, then the only thing for you to do is reduce expenses. Mm-hmm. So two comments on this. There's there, there are various ways in which expenses can be reduced. You can sack mm-hmm. people, as you said. That's the mm-hmm. more sinister option or the more mm-hmm. the more difficult option because you're starting to cut into the to to the muscle, let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some other ways which I'm going to mention in a second. But whatever method you use to reduce expenses, it will always be a finite way of doing this. You can only do this for so long because there are certain expenses which you just cannot cut. Mm. Um, And therefore companies which cannot increase revenues will only be able to protect protect profits for so long using Mm. an expense reduction strategy. So that is why I think it's interesting to see this as a sign of, of, of times of, of mm. things to come, because clearly we are living in a diff- difficult world at the moment. Um, interest rates are going up everywhere. Inflation is going up, uh, or, or let's say inflation is going up. Interest rates are going up to combat inflation everywhere. That's the sequence. Mm. Um, re- re- recession is on the card uh, in the US, in the, in the UK. Times aren't good, and obviously, therefore, mm. companies need to find a way to protect profits. And this, this is what mm. we're seeing. So we're seeing in the supermarkets here that Sainsbury is now trying to price match, as, as you say. And that's mm-hmm. the other way of sort of doing or delivering a, a, a de facto expense reduction. It, it's a clever, mm. it's a more clever way. This sort of, it's, it's um, reducing prices for price elastic products. Mm-hmm. In other words, you reduce prices and in return, you're hoping that you get higher sales. Mm-hmm. So, so disproportionately higher sales on lower prices means you increase revenues. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you can only do this for so long because there is going to be a reputational loss as well mm-hmm. uh, because Aldi and Lidl are the discount stores. Maybe you don't want to compete in the segment of the market, which is the discounter. Mm. Sainsbury, certainly Waitrose, is not going to want to be known as a discounter Mm. because, I mean, Mm. you know, you get your helicopter fuel from Waitrose uh, and you don't really want to see that. (laughs) No, no. All right, moving on. I think um, shopping yeah, trips so, with you must be must be very entertaining. I must. Yeah, say. they are indeed. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can uh, 
we yeah. could do another Monday, a man yeah. date, and then we go out and go shopping. Anyway, yeah. so long story short, I think this is definitely another another sign of the times. Um, everybody, and in particular now, we're seeing supermarkets, supermarket sector is scrambling for. Uh, profit profitability, trying to protect the bottom line. Mm. Uh, those who are elderly and little have less issues because they are uh, contracting or attracting all the demand at the moment. Mm -hmm. The middle market, Sainsbury's, um, Asda, uh, the Asdas mm. and Sainsbury's of this world are going to try this. There is going to be a limit to what they will be able to do. Mm. And we're going to see whatever it might be, let's say one year down the line from now, if the situation prevails as it is at the moment, um, uh, prices going up more in supermarkets. Mm. Can't be... Yeah, you can't, you can't hold it back. It's a bit mm. like, uh, do you ever, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? No, I never. Uh, I, weirdly enough, I never got yeah. into this. I read, I read yeah. one and a half books, and then I just stopped because oh, I, right. I got bored with it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, no. Well, the, uh, no, there was a, there was a character in there. I forgot his name, <clears> but he he, he ca ca carried on going there, going hold on, hold on, hold on, and I was like, what is he talking about? And at, at one particularly sort of poignant bit, um, it turns out that he was saying, hold the door, and. It wasn't actually for, you know, for getting on the uh, the London undergrounds. Um, it was actually holding the door for this, like, invasion thing like that. And um, Oh, it's well. Games of Thrones, do you? <laughs> yeah, well, sort of. I can, I can only just sort of remember it now. But the thing is, is that um, um, it's inevitable that, you know, the, the, the prices are going up. You know, the, the cost of, of producing stuff is going up. Um, they can only hold this off. They can only hold it right. um for so right. long, right? So uh, it's it is you know unless something ha happens, the, and 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 by this I mean the war stops and Putin is not in power. If that happens, then things are going to change very quickly or relatively quickly because sentiment will change first, yes, and then that will be followed by practicalities. But Unless that happens, you know, we are still going to be in the whole door situation. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, right. So moving on then um, from so we've got we've you know, we're staying in within retail, but moving from groceries to uh, apparel retail. Um, ASOS had some interesting um, developments this week. Well, interesting in a negative sense in, in that um, they had an unscheduled trading update is always bad well no it's not always bad sometimes they do it and it's really good but in this case it was bad um and um they blamed inflation which everyone's going to blame of course um but also um they said it was because of the increasing cost of returns because people are um they're doing things like um wardrobing which is ordering stuff wearing it either for a zoom interview or something like that and then sending it back um, or bracketing, which is thinking of the size they think they are and then ordering sizes either side, <clears throat> ordering it in, finding the size, sending the others back because they are their free returns. Um, all of this is very expensive and has proven to be more expensive. The other thing as well, of course, is that there is more buyer's remorse at the moment because um, people are ordering a whole load of stuff. They lay it all out. They try it on, and then they think, oh, "Hold on a minute, 
uh, don't know if I can actually afford all this. And then they send it all back. So there's more of this kind of stuff going on. Um, I, I don't know where, I've forgotten where I got the figure from, but I remember thinking that it was, it's some kind of insane figure, like with, um, with sales, clothing sales, often 40% is accounted for by returns. So this means that although you're looking at sales, you think, oh, that's quite good. It's it's forty percent less. Oh, we know sixty percent less good, um, and I think that um, you know this is something that has really reached a, a, a potentially a turning point, and hence, Ralph, you can jump in. Sign, sign, of times, right? sign of the times, right? Sign of the times. Sign of the times. Anyway, um, so yeah, so again, could be sign of the times. Are we seeing a bit of a? change now in terms of maybe is is the growth maturing of online apparel retail or or, or something well you, what do you think ralph well yeah i mean th- this is indeed why i thought it was an interesting um news flow there because i've often wondered about online apparel nice words. Yes. Uh, yeah. shopping for clothes I, I i never quite got it and this is perhaps because i'm just a bloke and i don't have the sensitivities yeah. because i learned how, yeah. from my wife how to do this i mean apparently <laughs> what you yeah. do is you just order tons of stuff it arrives and you try yeah. it all on and you return yeah. all the other stuff which don't work yeah now the thing is, Beautiful this may sound yeah. cynical, but it isn't yeah. actually, I don't think. I believe that an online retailer who works, who, who does business in the in the apparel sector mm. needs to offer precisely this type of feature because otherwise mm. they won't be able to compete with the, mm. with the, with the let's call them the presence mm. retailers where you go in and you do exactly that. Can you mm. give me this pair of shoes oh, that doesn't work? another Mm. one or this or that and then Mm. you walk out of the shop and you have your one product but you've Mm. done the same thing as you would do in the privacy of your home Mm. uh, using the return service Mm. so i think it's a it's it's a necessary feature for online apparel retailers to exist and all of Mm. them do the same thing it's not Mm. just asos also the higher the uh, uh, retailers who Mm. um, who are domiciled in the uh, let's say upper levels of quality like yeah, yeah. uh, Netapote and and, mm. and and others mm-hmm. do exactly the same thing. Now wardrobing appears to be something which is now marking the pendulum turning too far because that appears mm. to be well, it's almost fraudulent. I mean, mm, if, mm. if you if you get your your your, your T-shirt from ASOS mm. and you wear it for this podcast and I'm mm. going to return it later, I mean that's not right. Mm. So that's mm. actually um, an abuse of the uh, features that, of this that business. New, is that a new T-shirt you're wearing there? Uh, I got it from ASOS earlier. Did you? Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, oh, don't. No, anyway, carry on. Can you edit this out later? Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously, obviously. Please, please edit this out. But, yeah. Ralph, Good. mate, your secret is, is you know, is safe with me. Good, excellent. Yeah. So I'm anyway. going to be here next week then, yeah. uh, rather than in jail, which is good. So um, moving on. Now, yeah. the interesting thing, therefore, here is that where are we here in terms of sign of the times? Mm-hmm. Is this something which spins the end of um the increase of the market share for online apparel mm. retailers mm. or does it mean that they need to think of something else some better mm. technology i think you had some good thoughts on that yeah 
Yeah, so so anyways, there's two things, actually. One, um, which actually came from, because we talked about this in a podcast the other day, and um, Xenia uh, Baranova, who I was talking to at the time, <clears throat> she came up with a very, obviously, you know, good idea, the fact that ASOS owns Top Shot, Top Man, Miss Selfridge. So one um, thing there is to ensure that you can um, you can give stuff back by taking it in to those places and then that's free because then there is a chance that you're there and you're like oh well that didn't work cause it didn't fit and then you're in the shop and you think oh actually that looks okay and then they'll go and buy that so that way you can you can you know snatch victory from the jaws of defeat in that way but the other thing um, is, is I think, and I, I'd say this is more urgent, um, is to ensure that sizing is much better. And mm. I think that there, a lot of these companies now should have enough data to work out um, what is likely to fit you and what isn't. And I think that if that is the case there'd be no need for returns because you know that things fit you properly. Mm-hmm. So um, you either do that via sort of like a, you know, having like an avatar type thing, I mm-hmm. guess, um, and you can virtually try on clothes. But another way is just to, um, you know, is to, is to just go on um, measurements and what people have previously returned. So, yeah. uh, again, in the previous pod- podcast, I said, you know, there's some sites that I've been uh, to and and I have ordered from, and they're very good, where they talk about what's your height, your weight, your age, because the, the weight is distributed differently. Um, and then and it goes on, you know, people of this, you know, they tend, uh, of this sort of size, whatever, they tend to return you know, uh, 50% of the time or 20% of the time. Those are much better, in my opinion. And, okay, Mm. they're not avatars, um, but still pretty good. And it just means that you're going to get stuff. And it means you're you're less likely to return, have to return them. So I think that's another thing. And given how common um, online retailing is, I really think now is a very, very important time. So any company yep. that does that kind of thing, I think, will be in, in a lot of demand. Yeah, that's that's what I thought as well. I, I think society is clearly changing. Mm. We had the COVID situation, and that uh, taught us that it is actually technologically and socially possible to work from home. Mm. Uh, we are becoming less and less time rich, uh, because it sort of does mean that we're mm. working longer hours, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... Um, we just have less time to spend mm. to go to actually physically go to the shops mm. unless mm. we wish to do it in, 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 in there's a word for this actually ex, experiential buying so it mm-hmm. becomes an experience that's mm. different mm. So we actually have to have some stuff some new t-shirts or coat or shoes mm. or whatever then it is in fact easier to use the online retailer yeah. and so the online retailer has i think a viable important business model mm. uh, which slots right into the needs of our changing society at the moment yeah and within that you need to you being the retailer <clears throat> you need to sort of make sure that you have got the technological capability to offer features uh, that allow the customer a um let's say pro- 
productive buying experience. Mm. And so far, this has worked. But now the pendulum swings the other way. <coughs> yeah. And people are starting Sorry. to abuse these product features. And so now this either means that those retailers who cannot develop the technology you've been citing are going to have a competitive disadvantage and may even disappear. Mm. So once again, it is about technology and how to implement it. Because in the end, I think we're talking again about AI and artificial intelligence. It just go to some other part of the product world. Um... <coughs> I'm so sorry. No, this is fine. Oh, I, was I thought I was lasting through this quite well, but not, I'm dying. But anyway, carry on, carry on. No, I think everybody's amused by this, Peter. This yeah, is I'm, good. Sure they, I'm sure they're trying yeah. to hold it off. This is carry actually... On makes my contribution much less uh, uh, much less tedious than it yeah. otherwise would have been. So if you <laughs> Oh dear sorry, sorry, right. Go ahead, carry on, carry on. If if we go to the world of music streaming, their AI is prevalent. Spotify and Apple Music, they know me very well. Yeah. I get offered music, which most mostly I actually enjoy. Mostly I like. New mm. bands, which I've never heard of. So this mm. is cool. Now, the same sort of artificial intelligence recognition of the customer profile, I think, needs to be implemented in online retail. Uh, along the lines which you said, I think the data should be available. Uh, and if you don't own it as a corporation, then you might be able to purchase it from somebody mm. else in, in a similar way that insurance details are uh, swapped uh, about driver behavior. And if you get this right, and if you develop an avatar who has the, let's say, physical idiosyncrasies of you specifically as a customer, or you have an avatar which covers... Um, a sufficient common grounds of a sufficiently homogeneous customer group, like let's say 10,000 people who all have the same sort of build, then you should be able to offer uh, products which you don't have to return because they sort of fit on the first the first attempt. Or maybe maybe the customer doesn't have to buy 10. Uh, doesn't have to get 10 pairs of shoes, but only two or three, because they know uh, typically one will fit. And and that, I think, is going to be the sign of the times again. That mm. is, I think, going to be the sign of the future, and those online apparel retailers are going to prevail who are, go who are able to implement, well, first of all, develop the AI and then implement it uh, in, in this particular way. <clears throat> yes, I agree. And I think that's very good. I mean, I think that it is certainly important um, for them to take into account the physical idiosyncrasies. I mean, I find, for instance, I'm always finding, for instance, that, you know, when I'm buying T-shirts, they fail to take into account my sort of chiseled six-pack. Um, <laughs> and it, I just find that... They're not quite, it's not quite the same, you know, and I need, I mean, as you can see, this six pack is, you know, it is a bit of a problem. Mm, I, I yes, find. yes. And um, the defined pecs as well, it's just, you know, it, it just, it's so annoying and I get this all the time and I, I cannot say how much I need this kind of AI. You uh, know what? 
They're going to be men, and it's going to be men, you know this, who are going to have an avatar who's like chiseled and, and toned, and then nothing yeah. ever fits them because they've got no, nothing no. to do with what they look like in reality. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But yeah, anyway. Um, anyway. Um, I think we'd better finish on, on that note. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, Ralph, as always, brilliant to speak to you. And, um, and um, you know, thank you very much for everyone watching and listening, etc. Um, just to let you know, I mean, the um, podcast this week is going to reach 500th, ep- it's 500th episode. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened and recommended us and things like that. Um, we're going to con- obviously going to keep continuing it with this, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 see. But, uh, but anyway, thank you very much indeed. Have a great uh, day, whatever you're doing, and um, we'll be back again soon. We'll do it. Thanks, Thanks, Peter. Thank you. Bye. Bye.